ladies and gentlemen, it's Monday. Welcome to Homemaker Chic Podcast. I am Angela Reed of ParisianFarmGirl.com, joined by Shay Elliott, 2,000 miles away of the Elliott Homestead. How are you this Monday? Very cold. That's a loaded question. And you? <laughs> Freezing. This I got like snot sickles. Uh, it's absolutely cold. <laughs> I feel like we need a better question than how are you? It's like what adult can just be like, I'm great, fabulous. <laughs> like even if you're in the right state of mind, which we're not always, we need to think of something different. Okay. <laughs> I'll think Pressure. of something. You're going to have to wait till next Monday. All right. For All right. That. Okay. Um, I am really happy to be recording today. We're going to have a fantastic show. So we need to be doing fantastic. So just like, okay. Just, I'm oh, so okay. cold though. I can't think beyond how cold I am, quite frankly. Um, it's okay. been like negative nine here for two weeks. And now today we are a balmy above zero 12. <laughs> and, um, I took off my jeans to record this podcast and I put on two layers of pajama bottoms so that I could try to stay warm since I can't run a space heater while we talk. Is the, uh, is the irony lost on you that our guest today is from Southern California? Uh, no, it's not. Not at all. <laughs> She's like negative nine. What? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> For our uh, longtime listeners, you can probably guess who we have back. And for Mm -hmm. our patrons, you can see her lovely face. We are joined Mm -hmm. today by Jennifer of The Daily Connoisseur, which we're very excited about, a.k.a. Madame Chic. Mm -hmm. Say it every time. We know you're not Madame Chic, but you might as well be. Yeah. Because you school us all so tactfully and tastefully in the art of being chic. Well, so welcome. Thank you so much. I love you both. I'm so happy oh. to see your beautiful faces again. Thank you for inviting me back. Yes, it's always such a fun time when we get to talk. And whenever the episode's done, we're like, oh man, that was that was short. Like, I want <laughs> I to know, do that again. Fun. So now you're our thrice, I was gonna say <laughs> <laughs> thrice holy. I'm like, that's not the right word. <laughs> she has been on the show three thrice. times. <laughs> She is uh, like a, a third co-host, basically. And so we're very excited for today. But first, we got to do business. Today's show is brought to you by my very own Old World Design Society, which like, what is today's date? Like, I think we're, we're going to start this party towards the end of this week. Uh, the magazines have been mailed and the digital copies will be arriving in your inbox for all the society members. If you're not a member of the Old World Design Society and you love chateaus and crofters cottages and copper and tufted sofas and oil paintings and all things fabulous and old world and you would like to meet like-minded friends and learn new things about antiques, about art, develop your skills in this area as a stylist, even within your old home, then I invite you to visit oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com and become a society member to get in on this very first winter 2021 session. We would love to have you oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com. Yes. I have a lot to say about houses right now. Oh. Also, lest I look like a beach babe. It's actually my heater blowing on me. 
That's not fair. Oh, I sacrificed my mine because I didn't want the mic to pick it up. Oh, I didn't think about that. Mm. If it sounds like there's an airplane in the background, it's my space heater. <laughs> um, but I was thinking about your old world design society last week when I visited a friend's house and it was just so new and so clean. I just, I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It was amazing. <laughs> and, and they had just built this house. So, I mean, it was legitimately like they've been living there for a month. It's okay. that new. Okay. But the style was just on point and it's not, it wasn't my style by any stretch, you know, like I very much gravitate towards that chippy cottage rustic design template that you, you know, have in mm -hmm. old world. But I just <laughs> left and I just told, so I was like, is this how the other half lives? Like, is this, is this it what's on so the clean. other side of the rainbow? <laughs> this, is, this is amazing. It's so clean. And so I came home and just started like throwing stuff away. Oh, like okay. uh, just space, you know, mm -hmm. the, the feeling of not having enough space, but it's February. It, it always is. happens this time of year. It is such, such February. It's so February. Mm -hmm. It's just, uh, yeah, I'm just a little off. Yeah. Happens. I mean, yeah. Does something. that happen to Southern California people, Jennifer? You know, <laughs> it's no, it's not no. that cool. <laughs> it's like a beautiful day here. No, it's slightly, it rained last night. I, last night, Ben was already asleep and I was like, oh my gosh, it's going to rain at three in the morning. So I went out in the backyard. I had to roll down the umbrellas and get all the cushions and bring them inside. And it, it was pretty cold, but that's like the extent of the, <laughs> it's not raining anymore. Now it's sunny. Don't that hate is me. precious. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I can't relate. I'm just kidding. <laughs> is this how the other half lives? <laughs> <laughs> we have our other problems in California. So, you know, <laughs> that's fair. That is fair. Green on the other side. That's true. All right. Well, before we get this party started, let's cue the wine music. Let's do Sorry for the computer click. This is you, Angela. Is this it? Is, where is you, it me? Yeah. It's Monday. Okay. This is the part of the podcast where we invite you to pour something lovely, be it a uh, cup of tea, a big piping hot latte, or a glass of Dry Farm wines. This part of the show is sponsored by Dry Farm. This is the wine company that Shay and I and thousands of our listeners, which is so exciting, have chosen to stock their wine cellars or their wine racks with. And we do this because these wines are organic, they're biodynamic, no GMO yeast, no added chemicals. Did you know that wine that you stressed out over standing in the grocery store aisle just wondering which one to get it can have legally up to 76 ingredients that don't need to be listed on the back of the bottle which quite frankly is disgusting so uh, we invite you to visit dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic and give it a try you can try three bottles six or twelve and you'll get an additional bottle for a penny mm-hmm so, so what are you sipping? 
on this I gloomy am. February. Okay, <laughs> so I feel like I feel like one of us just read this. Like we just shared this one a few weeks ago, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, it has little watercolor of um, an old gentleman in his uh, vineyard drinking straight from the bottle. And it's oh, Van de Swaff. Yes. Yeah. I love, I love this one. It's, I love the drawing on it. It's so the sweet. The wine. Yes. Right. So this is um, it's just a Loire Valley red Loire wine. Very basic. Um, and the Show the about, bottle for the patrons so that they can okay, see it on the video. Here. Can you see that? It's like you're drinking with the fern. He's just <laughs> straight out the bottle. Straight out. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't that one, make you feel better about yourself? Yeah. Excellent. Has a 12% um, alcohol volume. So when you are at the grocery store and you see those big numbers, 13, 14, 14 and a half even on the back, that means that sugar has been added uh, in the fermentation process. And that is no good for the waistline. Let's just be serious. So have Mm. your cake and eat it too or something like that. (laughs) We went to this vineyard when we were in Italy. This was before I drank dry farms. We came back with a bottle. It was a really special place. And like they showed us around and took us into this amazing, you know, cellar that's there's salamis hanging and like they bring the wine out of the barrel. It was amazing. Yeah. Anyway, so we get one of these bottles. We bring it back home. I looked at it the other day because we still have it. It's 16.5%. Yo. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That has got... That's a lot done. of sugar. <laughs> That's a lot. Holy cow. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Anyway. Well, I think um, if you haven't, if you've been on the fence about Dry Farm, it, you know, give it a try. It's February. Maybe you're like me and you have the February blues and you need a little pick me up. You can even do a three pack of bubbly and you'll get that mm-hmm. extra bottle for a penny. So dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker cheek. All these links, anytime we mention links, they are in the show notes as well. But give it a try and let us know mm-hmm. over on Instagram what you think. First of all, when you get the box, it's going to be really fun because the packaging is half the fun. And so it's a very decadent box that arrives. Use the hashtag what I'm sipping and share with us your thoughts on your dry farm experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's half the fun. Well, if you it know, just came I mean, like all drinking the wine is most in a of it. <laughs> lame cardboard box and like, but the no, anticipation of getting your wine in the mail. It is beautiful. Okay. That matters. It does. Yes. Uh, speaking of packages, I sent you a package in the mail. Yay. For Valentine's Day, but it's not there yet. I didn't. It might be that. there today. Well, we know who the better friend is. I think is. you just. Let's okay. Just, awesome. Um, <laughs> we talked about this a few weeks ago. And I'm assuming Jennifer is like a pro in this area, but we talked about, I have these feelings of like, I'm coming out of this quagmire of like having a baby every 10 minutes. <laughs> And just finally <laughs> getting up, like up and over this, this invisible hump where I can have headspace and just the ability, quite frankly, to think about somebody other than myself, you know, I and sh- the babies and the babies, I mean, you know what yeah. I mean? But like doing yeah. things for other people, making meals for other people in our community, in our community that have needs right now with everything with COVID going on, sending yeah. a thank you note, like a grown up. And I sent my mom and my grandma little packages for Valentine's Day. And I feel so frigging fabulous about this. It's so (laughs) 
pathetic. Like, of course, I should send my mother and my grandmother something. I haven't seen them in forever. They're far away. But for me to actually like do it and like put the tape on and drive to the post office and thoughtfully think of something to put in these packages, it's just mm-hmm. like, it's huge. Mm-hmm. So for anybody else, half of you are listening going like, that's really pathetic. Like you shouldn't even be celebrating that because <laughs> the other half is like, I understand. Yeah. I want to send my grandma something. Yep. Someday. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's stretching a whole new muscle. I mean, it really is. Like we talk about hospitality as a muscle. muscle. Yeah. Just atrophied after. Yeah. All of that. All that. Mm-hmm. It's so true. I will it takes back to your package, and I'm assuming um, I will hear from my grandma today. I'm so excited! <laughs> That's really fun. Yeah. Well, we asked Jennifer on today to chat with us, and we were thinking, "Hey, what should we talk about?" And um, so, last time you were here, I think we talked about trying to <laughs> trying to <laughs> be chic when the world around you is on fire. A little bit and sort of, you know, keeping your space in the in the correct posture in that. But today we thought we would switch that attention, listeners, to being chic when your home is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and turning that inward a little bit onto our spaces. And this is true for people who again, live by themselves. This is true for people who live on a homestead or in the city or have a bunch of kids or don't have a bunch of kids. Um, Let's, let's, (laughs) I need you to teach me. Basically, I I, I will have nothing of input to say here because (laughs) the day I came back from our friend's house, come back with this bee in my bonnet to just you know, get rid of some stuff. Um, man, I just found myself so frustrated with all these beautiful people who I love so much. <laughs> um, just wow, the amount of the amount of work and the amount of dedication it takes to really stay cool, stay level-headed, and not feel like you're drowning under the demands of it all. So teach us. Go ahead. Well. <laughs> Jennifer, (laughs) are you ready to take notes? No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) I love this topic, uh, but it's only because I I live it along with all of you. But I did a YouTube video a while ago called How to Remain Dignified Amongst the Mess. Because I was really feeling it around that time. Because I just so related to what you said about popping out a baby every 10 minutes. I'm finally coming out of that fog where my youngest is two and a half. And, um, finally I just now feel pretty much now, like the past few months that I am coming out of a a literal fog. And again, it's like you mentioned when you sent the packages to your mom and your grandma, I, yesterday, our neighbors delivered these amazing Valentines for all of the kids. And I was like, how did she have time to do this? (laughs) I would Mm -hmm. love to do that. I next year I want to do that. I want to create Valentine's packages for the neighborhood like this lady, you know, my friend did. And but I'm finally getting there. So I think the thing is that, you know, we women here here's the deal. Before we got married and had a family, we all had lives and interests 
and uh, loves, our soul loves certain things. And we loved, you know, we had these hobbies and interests and passions. And then when you get married and then you have kids, and if you have kids in succession, a lot of kids, for a lot of women, you completely lose that. And then one day you wake up and you're like, what happened to me? Well, you know, where, mm-hmm. where am I? Where's my, where is my joy? Where's my joie de vivre? Mm-hmm. I'm just every day, just trying to get through the day, like barely get through the day, you know, and that's the fog. So I think it's important to realize that when you are in the fog, it's hard. That's okay. You need a support system. You need friends that can commiserate with you. Um, but then also know that you will get out of the fog and, and just be patient for that. You know, the, there <laughs> And, and I'm not trying to say this doom and gloom, like even to scare listeners who want to have children, but don't have children. It's not <laughs> dun, that bad. Dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. You're going to lose your identity, <laughs> you know, but, but there is mm-hmm. a struggle, especially if you, I'm assuming, you know, all the listeners of this podcast, you know, they're all fascinating women, pretty much. We all have an interest. We have love. We, we love our surroundings and we want things to be beautiful and clutter free and, read books and, you know, uh, drink fabulous wines and do amazing things. But what do you do? You know, like when your toddler dumps a bowl of Cheerios on the floor and there's milk like and Cheerios for five feet and the other one's crying and having a tantrum. And this is messy over here. There's a pile of clutter here and you have work over here and, and you don't feel well. And it's like that, that's when it's really hard. And, and when you can feel really low. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the way that I have dealt with it is to just have these little treats for myself during the day and allow myself to, um, you know, to remind myself of my, my passions and my loves and my interests. And that could be anything from literally, I don't know, put, putting some perfume on just so I could just smell, smell my wrist you know, <laughs> for some beauty once a day or, or even just literally hiding and reading. Emily Dickinson, you know, just something to, to maintain that little spark and fire so that you don't become bitter mm-hmm. uh, about the mess around you. <laughs> like the, like mm-hmm. your life will seem like a mess when you have little kids mm-hmm. and the mess. Mm-hmm. Or even if you don't have kids, I mean, I think about women who maybe have, you know, really demanding careers mm-hmm. even, and they're not able to devote themselves to things that they would of their choosing necessarily, or if they're meeting the needs, let's say of like, I think about my mom who she's still working, but her job is very steady, but she's got three daughters and 10 grandchildren. And she's like, you think it gets easier when they leave the house? Not even close because now I'm carrying the burdens of my three daughters who I love. And when they're sick, I feel sad, you know, when they're going through a a struggle or a hard time. And then you feel that for their husbands and then you feel that for their kids. Right. Or, or just out people they've connected with in the community. And so I think this approach is good because I don't think there's, there's no finish line anywhere. There's no like, okay, you can have, you're all to yourself now. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Have fun. Do all the things you love. You have to wait till you die for that to happen. Basically. basically. <laughs> yes. But it does I, ease though. I mean, it is mm-hmm. different when you have two and under, like a child who's two and under, it's just intense. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you both know that, mm-hmm. but it does ease up. It does get a little bit better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
Angela can probably speak a lot more to this, but I am learning with my oldest who's 10. She's a girl. And wow, like this is a completely different realm because before it was like, let's battle the Cheerios, which we still have that with some of the younger ones. But, but now it's also like, I'm not just teaching you to flush the toilet when you go to the bathroom. Like that feels like child's play now. Now it's like, here's how to practice wisdom or, or here's how to read a social situation and know maybe when it's not a good time to interject or, or joke, or, you know, it's like this whole other layer of parenting that, whoa, (laughs) is it very intense and needs so much more emotional energy from you, Mm -hmm. not the physical, which parents used to say that to me. I'm like, shut up. I'm so tired. I don't want to hear it. It's always going to be this way, (laughs) but it does, it does definitely shift. And I keep thinking, what kind of atmosphere are we creating in our home? for that you know especially for our girls is we're kind of modeling what this homemaking thing's all about i and i feel like it there's pressure because you hear the clock ticking it's not like when they're two and you're like whoa my gosh i have 60 (laughs) more years of this it's like oh i gotta wrap this up in a tidy little package in the (laughs) next few years like you need to know a what lot of things and what not to say. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, a lot of things, you know, mm-hmm. I'm trying to create like a functioning, kind, loving human and chop, chop, because mm-hmm. we got a few years left to do this. That's, that's emotionally mm-hmm. taxing. And I'm, you know, listening, you know, we've talked about toddlers and I do feel like how I was saying, like just coming out of this quagmire um, late, you know, juniors, juniors four, <laughs> It's not like he's two and spilling Cheerios all over the floor. He's four. But life, you know, life gets in the way too. Life happens and we moved and we brought on animals mm-hmm. that we've never had, different kinds of animals that we hadn't had before in like much bigger space than we've ever had. And like all these things that made it just take, I think, so much longer mm-hmm. to get to get up and over and... I was going to say something else after that. Mm-hmm. I totally forgot. But mm-hmm. like if I would just say like, I'm sure we have people that are listening and that are like, well, my children are older and I still feel like I'm drowning. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's okay. Maybe it's just the posture of a, of a mother. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> I think, you know, Jennifer, to your point and in, in finding those little sparks, we sort of had this instance the other day where I was quite sour and, um, <laughs> How do you say? <laughs> How do you say? <laughs> um, anyway, so I put on this really great French album. Uh, what's her name? You guys probably know her. She's a French pop artist and she is an absolute hoot. It's Zaz. Z-A-Z. Mm-hmm. You guys ever listened to her? I think, I think I've heard of her. Holy cow. So fun. And I cranked it. And Georgia, of course, goes in and she's like, oh, mom, you don't even know what she's saying. Why do you even listen to this? (laughs) And I said, because it's fun. And I thought, here is something that I love. It was that little spark I needed to get. I was washing dishes. Get me through that, that hump. And yet this is something that's actually going to be imprinted on her because this is something that's part of her childhood. Like whether she likes this French pop music or not, it's going to have some sort of effect on her. 
in the long run. Uh, my brother-in-law was downstairs the other day. He put on a record. He has a record player. He put on the Beach Boys, which is like my parents jam <laughs> when I was growing up was the Beach Boys. And it was like instantly I was just back. Hmm. I was a child again, you know? Hmm. And so it makes me think, for example, Emily Dickinson, something like that, that those things, they, you can't help but spill them over into your home and into mm-hmm. your children. Mm-hmm. It's going, or your friends, if you don't have children, like whatever's in you mm-hmm. is going to come out in some way. And think about how that affects the people around you. That's so true. It's way. like, you know, Charlotte Mason, the atmosphere sets the affections. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, my dad, it's funny because my parents, <laughs> they listen to either rock and roll or classical. So it was like nothing in between. So my dad, it's like the Rolling Stones were blaring or um, Mozart was blaring, you know. And what's funny was that I kind of latched on to the classical because just it it set my affection for it when I was young. Mm -hmm. And I meet so many people now that are like, I just don't like classical music. I mean, I want to appreciate it, but it just does nothing for me. And you just have to start listening to it. And then Mm -hmm. you just have to set that affection for yourself, you know, but Mm -hmm. it's so true. It's like whatever you good or bad bring into the home. And and also as the homemaker, whatever your affection is, like whatever your children see you doing, they will remember that when, when they're older, how mom used to lock herself in the closet and read Emily (laughs) Dickinson. And then she'd like scream at us if we interrupted her (laughs) and they'll laugh about it, you know? So, um, but it's so important to, to, I don't know. I'm just in this space right now where it's, it's, I do the same thing. I put my headphones on when I'm doing the dishes and I'll either listen to music or an audio book or something, but I just Mm -hmm. need that. I need it, you know, because you have to feed your soul. Mm -hmm. You just have to, otherwise it's just going to wither. You have Mm -hmm. to find certain ways, whatever you can incorporate into your life that are going to bring you pleasure like that. Mm -hmm. I think I'm kind of on a kick right now. I know Angela hasn't listened to new music since like 2004, but (laughs) I, I am having yes to exactly this. You know, I've actually stopped putting my earbuds in because then when somebody would come up and need something, mm-hmm. it would started to make me very upset. Yeah. So now I'm like, everybody in the house will be listening to what I will am choosing to listen to. I am the only one who gets to be in charge of the speaker mm-hmm. and mom will play what she chooses. And so the other day I was, frankly, I was really, really sad. And it was a really hard day with some friends of ours. And I was just sad for them. So I put on sad music. And Owen's like, oh, this is making me so sad. I was like, it's okay to feel sad. Mm-hmm. Like, that's okay. We're listening to this. You think it's depressing? I don't care. We're going to listen to this. <laughs> and they do grow to appreciate it. Even something like classical. You know, my kids used to be like, man, boring. And now that it's sort of this habit, right? It's become part of the culture. And, and we've set the affection of that. But I mean, what an easier way to to just flip things around in your house and music. I really can't think of much. It's the best way it is. Yeah. Yeah. When my kids are fighting or grumpy or angry or whatever, if I put on music, they love dancing. I'll put on music and um, like their music (laughs) and everything changes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And even my mood changes. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do they listen uh, to your kids? Well, they like, they like pop music. 
but mm-hmm. but like who does you know, <laughs> Angela's like 2004 probably pop music because I'm the same way like I don't I don't know any I don't like any new stuff I don't listen yeah. to any top 40 or I have no idea what's even popular right now but you know just stuff like well Cold, I love Coldplay. I love Mumford yeah. Sons. Like, is that that's not considered pop? Is it? I don't even know what it's considered. Yeah, folk. No, pop, my music know. from when I was. Cool. Oh yeah. <laughs> so like oh, yeah. you know about <laughs> ten years ago or so, that's what they listen to, um, and I love it too. I mean, I love them. I love Coldplay. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I listen to that. I listened to a big a '90s channel, and then I realized, man, '90s were pretty inappropriate. <laughs> Oh, I know. <laughs> I right? play most of this. Yeah, like I know. a salt and pepper song came on. I was like, oh, whoops. <laughs> skip. We're going to change that. Skip, skip, yeah. skip. Most of my <laughs> albums from before I had kids are pretty inappropriate now. Right? <laughs> I know. Like my, we just found my, 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 all my C- CD collection and like, there's like parental notices on the cover. Of like yeah. Every other one. I'm like, well, this is awkward. Yeah. yeah. This is really awkward. I uh, remember um, working in a home once and she had, it was a beautiful home and she had uh, just a speaker system with music going all the time. Mm-hmm. And it was just like this treat. It was just like this, daily treat your mind could tune it out but then when you come back when you focus come back to oh there's music playing Mm. it was such a gift and i think like what a great way to even just show the kids mom values herself mom wants to hear something beautiful or something that makes her feel Mm -hmm. energetic or fun or matches her mood if she feels sad Mm -hmm. and um Mm -hmm. like like jennifer was saying they will remember that oh yeah yeah and sometimes when it's really bad I'll turn on something like Zaz, something really loud or punchy, <laughs> and I will crank it so loud, and they'll get really angry, and they're like mad. trying to shout at me, like "Mom!" Okay. I'm like, "I can't hear you! I don't know!" Yeah. My kids are like, "Could you please turn it down?" <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I can't hear you. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yes to all of that. Yes to all of that. So, how then? If we find these sparks, like what, what do you do? Well, I guess you're in Southern California. So it's not the same because normally I would just like go outside. I would just send my kids outside truly. Like when I need to just throw down in the house and I need to get it in order because creating this culture in the house, that's my job, Mm -hmm. you know, literally (laughs) my job. And um, dang, it's just hard sometimes when you've got a bunch of coworkers who are Seven. (laughs) (laughs) Undoing your every move. And they're undoing. And, and you know how we talked last week about like creativity, breeding creativity and and like attitude, breeding attitude, for example, clean space breeds energy that draws them in like moths to a flame. Oh my. It's like, yeah, there's eight other rooms you could be in. I am literally cleaning and vacuuming. But if you move, you know, you move some furniture, you can put on a new plant. It's like, what, what is this space? This is amazing. I think we'll wrestle in here. (laughs) It's true. It is so true. Oh, it's barbaric. Mm -hmm. So like, what do you, like Stu said, if you don't want them in here, just really like proper send them out. And I don't, part of me is like, I remember when my mom did that and I loved that feeling. But the other part of me as the mom is like, get out of here and let me appreciate (laughs) one corner 
that's clean for 12 for minutes. 15 minutes yeah. before you pull it apart to make a fort. So like, what, what do you guys do in that situation where like Angela, like where we are right now, I can't, I literally can't quite send them outside mm-hmm. maybe for like 10 minutes at a time, <laughs> you know, but you just sort of get this, everybody's right here kind of a feeling. Yeah. And the only, like the easiest thing would be like, go watch a show. But if you're actually trying to not bring that in as part of the culture of your home, what do you do? Uh, it's help me. Help me. Who are you asking? I don't I have know. any answers. It's, <laughs> hard. it's February. Well, this is what I said. I just feel like I'm just like in this thick of like sweeping dust bunnies and wiping off countertops and then being cold again. That's, <laughs> that's, that's where I am right now. I just need it to be over. <laughs> well, shall I step in? Yes, please do. <laughs> please do. <laughs> um, okay. So I have a lot of thoughts on this because I felt that I really do completely relate to what you just said, minus the not sending them outside for the snow. But what I do is because it's the same thing here, I will clean something up or we'll all clean it up and mm-hmm. then they immediately trash it. And I feel like devastated and irritated that we wasted all that time. I'm like, why do we bother? You know, but what I I have a few places in the home that are like my, um, like Oasis rooms. Like, first of all, our master bedroom is, is really nice always, you know, Mm -hmm. and sometimes I just need to come in there and that's when I'll read, like I'll read a book or I'll go on and do my emails in there or something. And then like, other things like our dining room is usually really nicely in order at the China cabinet. If I give myself a view, if I sit down, I give myself a view of something that looks really good. I can mm-hmm. boost my rally, you know? So it's just like these few areas in the house that they cannot trash. There's nothing mm-hmm. in the, in my master bedroom for them to, to trash. You know, we don't have toys or anything in here. So it's, mm. I have to have that space. When I walk into this room, I'm just like, you know, yeah. just instantly. And I come in here several times a day just to regroup, you know, mm. and like my closet, just walking in there. And it's just how I want it. Like if you can have one space, even if it's just a little <laughs> hair, cord, like what? <laughs> I mean, you have a beautiful closet. <laughs> I bet it's really beautiful. Are you thinking she has of your a shoebox? <laughs> Okay, I get. I understand. No, I thought she wants to. I bet it's really, truly beautiful. Yeah, it it is. I would but, hide in there if I was. Yeah, you. I do hide in there. <laughs> I, I do. I have a nice closet, but I haven't always had one. I've I've had very small ones too. You know, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying. Like for me, it's my closet and our it's bedroom your place. Oh, that's, that's actually why I make my bed yeah. every day so that I can yeah. just mm-hmm. walk in and go. Yes. <sighs> mm-hmm. You have Regroup to have for that. a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. you have to have that. Hmm. That's actually really helpful. I mean, our room, it's again, it's like we have a, like a no kids allowed, but again, it's a shoe box. It's very, very small, but you know, oftentimes because it's so small, if a coat is down or there's a box or, you know, out of place, it feels like it's a probably put just that much space instead of the other space. I walk in there. It's not one more thing to do. Yeah, you won't get demoralized because it's not going to that's it's demoralizing when you yeah. 
you know, sometimes I've been going through this thing where we, um, you know, because we're a homeschool family too. So it's like after lunch, the kitchen is uh, trashed. I'm the messiest cook. It's like a habit that I'm working on. <laughs> so, but it's like when you're homeschooling and like dealing with work emails and cooking lunch yeah. and sometimes filming it, it's like, it's yeah. just like a hurricane, you know? Right. right. And um, I would spend the time after lunch, after we were done with school, cleaning the kitchen. And then I'm like, why, why am I doing that? Because after dinner, I'm doing that again. You know, like they help me and everything, but I'm just like, I, I don't need to do a meticulous job after lunch because it's demoralizing because a few hours later, mm-hmm. it gets, it's just, and I, I always, I tell myself this every single day. I'm like, oh, the kitchen's clean now. I'm going to do a very easy dinner and it's going to be <laughs> such an easy cleanup. And then after dinner, a bomb's gone off again. And yeah. I'm like, where's the easy cleanup? Yeah, it happened. So you're not when you tidy up your personal space, your bedroom, you're not demoralized because it's not it's not undone as soon as you did mm-hmm. it. You know? mm-hmm. And that's important. I think mm-hmm. that uh, comes in with hair and makeup and your outfit, too, because mm-hmm. no one can undo that. Yes. Like you try, might get but... dirty, you, you put on an apron, you know, yeah. touch yeah. your lip gloss, lip gloss in the middle of the day. But that's something that like you get to do. And for the most part, it's going to stay that way. Yes. Um, I'll say this in my kitchen, because it does just take a beating, you know, all the people, all the meals, I'm not being home all day. I have a little area of my counter that's off limits for food prep. I tell my family, like, we don't do food prep here. I have to say it a lot, but mm-hmm. this is my little three square feet, four square feet, whatever. I have a candle, I have a plant, I have a little terrarium. This is my pretty spot right here. <laughs> it's marble. It looks very clean. And it's right like smack dab in the middle of all the chaos. And it just stays pretty. And mm-hmm. I get to look at it while I'm in my kitchen mm-hmm. and appreciate it. And it's just like this little sanity pocket. It's like the one part of the kitchen mm-hmm. that doesn't get destroyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At this point, I'm thinking about taking to the laundry room. Because no one will go in there. <laughs> Yeah. Until you make it cool, you know, like until I make it cool, sit up and then they're all going to be in there. Did you notice Angela? Did you notice how I'm filming right now? Where are you pointed? Well, this is my laundry room. So the windows. Yeah. This is my art studio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, The window is in. You turned. Oh, you're, you're, I got the window. Okay. So I have the window and I'm looking at you. You are the window. Got it. And not only that, but the old window was actually taken away the same day Boom. and gotten rid of. <laughs> Wait, it's not propped up against a barn for four years? <laughs> Great. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> That's huge. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but I made him point the camera this way because the this door is still terrible. So mm. like, can we just pretend? Can we pretend like everything's in order? That'd be great. Thank you. Sure. Actually, this whole downstairs is a big space. And I sort of have dreams of turning it into my master bedroom. I wouldn't choose to have my master bedroom like on the lower level of the house, even though it's the ground level. Um, But I just sort of also dream of having like there's a fireplace. Shay, Mm. what? You need to do that. That sounds amazing. That. Is a great idea. Mm-hmm. It goes. Do you think it's not so? Like it, it's not like you're 
uh, walled in. You have sliding glass doors to get outside. You could put a little patio yeah. right out there. You have a fire. Well, there's going to be French doors. Yeah. There's going to be French the doors. Could be a little office right off the kitchen. <sighs> That's actually true. You're freaking me out. The only is thing is exciting. sometimes <laughs> this room, we call it, we it's used a little bit as the throwdown room. Mm-hmm. Like if kids have friends over, yeah, you know, like they watch a movie or something. But your living room's a good size. Could they do that upstairs in the living room? They could. We could adapt. Hmm. That's exciting. Oh, <laughs> a <little> exciting. <laughs> I like this. Yeah. I, um, then I could have a closet, a proper closet, like Jennifer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank Jennifer. Nice. <laughs> so true story. When we went to our friend's house, I mean, they're older. They have waited a long time for this house. And he is a custom builder. Oh, so okay. he did everything. I mean, like a, like a proper builder. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, I walked into Lori's closet and I like collapsed. <laughs> and she's like, do you not like it? I was like, it's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen (laughs) because of that exact point, like the getting early we always say the same things to you guys. We get up early, we get dressed, we brush our teeth, we put on our makeup, we wear makeup, like you do whatever it is that you do to get ready and no one can take that away from you. Mm -hmm. I've been telling myself that even with, clothes like if you don't like your clothes or if you feel like are you expecting somebody to go shopping for you mm-hmm. like right. no just go do it take care of it yourself like get it sorted because it does it just trickles down so heavily to our homes it's huge it is so huge, huge. and it's so apart and people don't like to hear this trust me i know but <laughs> i'm gonna say it anyway Poor jennifer <laughs> I get it. I get be it bold. so badly. Just to be bold. Exactly. Well, I don't care anymore because it's, mm-hmm. I know that it's true. And there are scientific studies to back, back me up, but there, there is a direct correlation to your feeling of dignity throughout the day with, and how you present yourself, you know, there is, and it's like, after time, if you are, um, you know, we're all beautiful in our own unique ways. Right. And we can express ourselves. We all have a different style, a different, unique style. It's not about us all looking the same, like a Stepford mm-hmm. wife. It's just about finding what that style is and expressing it. That's you. We're all, it's like if you picture every woman like a flower, every flower is different. Like a bird of paradise is different to a morning glory, but they're both beautiful and there's different styles. So it's like, I, I, have, mm-hmm. I have so many women that, that email me and they're like, I have been wearing yoga pants and a wrinkled t-shirt for seven years and my, a messy bun. Mm-hmm. And I I don't even know who I am anymore. I don't know what my style is. And it's like, when you find that style, it doesn't mean you have to go on some gigantic expensive shopping spree. You just find that if you're like, the, if you like the French style, like you want a striped shirt, like a, a Breton striped shirt and some jeans and some ballet flats, you're going to feel amazing. You will feel amazing. And even if everything around you is the mess, you're having the worst day. Mm-hmm. Materials were just spilled on the floor. You just mopped. They're fighting. You're sending them outside. You scream at them because you lost your temper and then you're mad at yourself and then your throat hurts. It's like, it really, 
at least you're not in. <laughs> my throat has <laughs> never hurt from screaming at my kids. Oh, my come on. <laughs> that, you know what? You know, like, it's like when you do that, I'll do that. And I'll just say, oh, why did I just do that? Why yeah. did I just yell? And I lost my voice. And then... You know, and and you mm. lose your dignity basically by acting like they are. Like you have yeah. your own tantrum. It's like mm. at least you maintain that level of dignity and decorum, and and with your appearance, it's important. I don't care what anybody says. I will. I've <laughs> I heard every, it's so it is so important. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard every argument to the contrary. Trust mm-hmm. me, I don't care. I'm not changing my mind on this. It's true. Mm-hmm. So let's say somebody is in the position where they're sort of wanting to level up, I guess, you know, skill up. Like we've talked about a lot on this podcast. Um, Well, since we were just talking about, let's use the example, let's say a fashion. Where do you suggest that they start? Like where, where do you, where, where do they begin with something new like that? That's so counter to what they've Mm -hmm. been doing. Well, they first have to figure out what what's their style. Like, what is your style? What do you like? And if you don't know, it's like, well, what what type of books do you like to read? What type of films do you like to watch? What type of music do you like to listen to? Are you like a bohemian style? Are you French mm-hmm. chic? Like, what are you? You know, it is there. Every person knows what their style is. You just need to uncover. You need to dig through all the dirt to to find that seed that's down there somewhere. Mm-hmm. And um, it's going to take time. But the second thing is, is that most people today feel very uncomfortable dressing up because they feel like even the most casual outfit seems dressy these days. Mm-hmm. And it's like they don't want to bring attention to themselves or just like have people look at them or, you know, and like we've talked about this on this podcast before, you just have to get over that. You have to push through that uncomfortableness. And your family might, your husband, your kids might be like, what? What are you wearing? Like, where are you going? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? And they get, you might get all this attention. If you're, especially if you're an introverted person, you don't like that much attention, that can be overwhelming. You have to push through that uncomfortable period of time while mm-hmm. you express your style. Eventually, people will get over it. They'll realize that's just how you dress and they will respect you for it mm-hmm. and leave you alone about it. You know, do you? I would say, like, go ahead, Ange. It starts like in, it starts in your mind too. Like you, we've we've said the word dignity quite a few times today. Um, we there is this cultural lie that you know, as a mother in particular, you surrender your dignity. Mm. Yes, there's nothing glamorous about cleaning up a filthy diaper situation or you know half the stuff we do. But we are still dignified human beings. We can maintain our dignity, and if you have like succumb to some cultural lie that like because you're in the trenches you have to look like you're in the trenches or wear your husband's stained work shirt and a nasty crotch rotted pair of yoga pants all week (laughs) okay like that is a lie all right and so my challenge would be like you need to get a real visual on maybe you if you don't believe it yet but we're intriguing you pop your iphone up in the corner Wear your nasty outfit in the kitchen and just record yourself doing the dishes and putzing around the kitchen for a few minutes. And then the next day, put on an outfit, something, and record yourself mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. that and just see, like, which person do I want to be? Do I want to be that person? How do I mm-hmm. feel better? Which person do I feel more comfortable looking at? Yeah. I mean, talk about what are your kids going to remember if we're going to hit it really yeah, hard. Because we talk How about are like, your using kids manners. going to remember you? 
Right. Yeah. You're using a mirror to see what our table manners look like. You know, that's a real mm-hmm. eye opener. If you see yourself eating, why not see mm-hmm. yourself, what you look like during the day yeah. going through your routine? Mm-hmm. And I bet all three of us have learned a lot from filming ourselves just with <laughs> YouTube, right? Because I, Awkward. I, yeah, I'll see something. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I do that or look like that or right. wore that or did. And um, it's actually pretty powerful. I feel like everyone should film themselves doing something <laughs> at some point <laughs> to see what you look like it's throughout true. the day. Yeah. It's true. What always gets me is the outfits. I feel like for as much as I've learned about myself in the last, I would say probably five years after having the last fate, like forget everything before that. <laughs> but even still, when I look back, I'll see a video I made last year. I was like, that's what we chose to. Mm. That's what looked good. <laughs> um, speaking of, have you guys ever learned how to do like proper like waves not like i can't do the pinning and the gelling what are they like what are those called mm-hmm. you know finger waves. you know what i'm talking about finger waves mm-hmm. do you know how to do those yeah i mean i feel like women really should good. bring this back mm. yeah like the, the polished nice hair waves like a few exactly so or even beautiful. if it's not that tight but it's just mm-hmm. women's hair is tough yeah, I think it's that's hard. why people end up putting it into a bun mm-hmm. or slash side ponytail. <laughs> well, it's because we've been told like no style is okay. And so yeah. it's no, like, that's it's the thing. There's it's no style. Well, your hair doesn't messy hair don't care either. Messy yeah. hair don't care. Please <laughs> just can't handle it. <laughs> that's what gets me probably the most in my YouTube videos is like this, this thingy. It's like, oh yeah, how cute and charming and look how comfortable you are. And it's like, that's not how I would like to be. <laughs> hair is so hard. It is. That's it's one of the so things where when I film, honestly, sometimes I'll, cause he, if you notice me <laughs> for all the patrons watching, I have my hair like forward, right? I don't have uh-huh. any, there's nothing, <laughs> there's uh-huh. nothing in the back because my hair is rather thin actually. And, and so when I film, I put it forward. So it looks like it's long and lustrous. <laughs> there or like you know what I mean like it doesn't look good <laughs> so I even noticing this is huge noticing what you look like from behind because you, you can make yourself from the front and you're like oh I look good today I look it's really so good and learning. then from the you turn around and it's like there's a bald spot and like <laughs> those jeans actually don't going. look that good yeah. on you <laughs> like looking dumpy in the back and just it's all true. sorts of it's, it's hard. really true. And sometimes yeah. when you, you're like, that's what's been going on back there the whole time. It, it's bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe mm-hmm. steady yourself for that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, where, Jen, do you have like a resource? <laughs> Sorry, I'm stuck on this. It's oh, really near and dear to my heart. Me. <laughs> like I go to YouTube when I'm trying to figure out what my hair situation, I go to YouTube primarily, which is not necessarily the best place to go to. So one of the things that has happened during COVID is I'm actually going all the way back to my natural hair color. And I'm actually really loving it. It's very exciting to me. Well, naturally, also, I have very straight hair. Like this is just, this is it. And so I think should people who have naturally, should, should we figure out how to rock that best being straight? Or like, 
Why is there no guru to say, here's what your face is like, and here's what you should do with your hair. Stop looking like that. <laughs> I think like, that is, is there a person like that? Cause I'll hire them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think every person should find a really good hairstylist that you trust and just say, what should I do? Because they'll be able to look at your hair and your face. It's so funny because I have bought books on hairstyling. You know, I love the looks of like updos and braids and all that stuff. But yeah. I, like I said, my hair is so thin. I will do that and I'll turn and there'll be a huge bald, <laughs> bald patch mm-hmm. right there. Like I, uh, the things that I want to do on my hair, I can't do. And and also, um, I frequently wear my hair down. You'll notice like in all my videos, my hair is pretty much down because um, sometimes I'll put it back in a ponytail and it's like a f- crown of frizz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like frizzy. Mm-hmm. And so I just... You have it's to not find polished. It. Yeah. Like you can't get that polished. Yeah. So yes. I would just find yeah. like, what is the most polished look for you, because it's going to be different for you. And like, we all have such different hair. It's mm-hmm. not going to be the same and ask your stylist and then just wear that, you know? Yeah. Um, what kills me about the, I love women's hair. Like you said, the updos that we're braiding it back, mm-hmm. like, or we're doing the finger wave or whatever. It's hard to do stuff like that and feel like I've got a foot in this pond living in 2021. Also, my hair looks like I'm from 1930 and uh-huh. not feeling like you're playing dress up. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were talking about like having to push through that uncomfortableness mm-hmm. of dress. And I mean, I think the same could be said for basically anything in homemaking. Like you just yeah. got to push, push through that. But it's, you know, Angela, like you've talked about um, as much as you love, like, let's say outlander fashion, you can't incorporate that without feeling like you're playing dress up. Yeah. Not head to toe. I mean, like I can wear, if I'm going to do a skirt, I can't do like a frilly blouse or something like like a long yeah. skirt. You know what I mean? It's got to, you know, it's got to just be a little bit. And I did hear that once um, just for people that love, maybe it was like, remember um, Stacey and Clinton? What show What not that? to wear? What not to wear. Oh, okay. I, I like watched that show religiously. I've Me seen too. every single episode. <laughs> it, you learn a lot watching that show. You learn a lot. Um, and I remember there was a customer or whatever client they were working with and she loved vintage fashion. She just like would go out looking like silly, you know, and they were trying to teach her like maybe just one or two elements, like not top to bottom. Everyone will get it that you love the forties look. You'll still have that look kind of, but like, you don't have to go out looking like you're in costume. And I just kind of like tuck that in my back pocket. I'm like, okay, just a little bit. Just, yeah. Okay. So you get the touch of it without going like full on. Mm-hmm. That's what mm. I do. Like I love Victorian style randomly. Like I love Victorian style. So I just do touches of it. Like I've got those Thursday boot captain boots. Love those boots. So it's like lace up boots, you know, mm-hmm. and um, I'll do touches of that with like a dress. And I don't, I don't even care anymore. I don't, mm-hmm. I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Like who? It's like I don't care what people say about my style. The thing is, is like it's like if someone's going to criticize your style, at least there's a style to criticize. Sure, that means that you're doing something, right? You know, there's content to work. My thoughts, (laughs) exactly. That's true. That's true. How does that? um, I mean, I guess we sort of already talked about music. How else does that kind of carry through your style? What you love, that spark. Like, how does that carry through in your home? I mean, I can see your wallpaper behind you, for example. Yeah. Yeah. Like like decor, I suppose. Decor. Yeah. Decor, how you dress, how you even down to things like what type of undergarments you wear. 
You know, I knew you were going to say undergarments. You do it. <laughs> Jennifer, we get emails from ladies that are like, I did it. I threw out my nasty ripped holy underwear. underwear. <laughs> it's important just because nobody can see it. Sometimes your husband can see it. Somebody's not see it. <laughs> just because nobody can see it does not mean it, it, if you can see it, it's important. <laughs> it is. It know? is. No, I agree. I completely agree. And I've told my listeners, I got a little silk thing for Christmas mm-hmm. and still doing really good job, by the way, of hair management. So I'm feeling pretty <laughs> good. <laughs> and you know what? I've actually started wearing perfume at night. I like get out of the bath and I put my pajamas on. I put all my face creams on. I spritz myself with perfume and it feels wonderful. Yes, I do too. I love that. And it, yeah. So my sheets actually smell really good. (laughs) What perfume do you wear? So I've discovered, uh, yeah, there's this brand called Pinrose and my favorite is Secret Genius, but I also love, uh, it's called Mystical Misfit. So I wore Stella for like 12 years, basically. That was my signature scent. Um, And then I just... I love these two. I alternate between the two. Hmm. So I don't know this Stella. I don't, I'm new to the world. Stella, like perfume. the Stella McCartney, her okay. perfume. It was, it's really good. I mean, it's still good, you know, mm-hmm. but I like roses. I like the rose kind of scent, mm-hmm. you know, so. Mm-hmm. That's very flesh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good. Um, we've been, I think we've actually been selling a lot of perfume accidentally our podcast (laughs) i've gotten so many emails like what was this perfume what was this perfume again different this is a treat it's just well it's such a treat but it's also one of those things that you you don't necessarily know what your style is like Mm -hmm. when i went in to look at perfume she's like do you like sweet or do you like like masculine i'm like i don't know yeah I don't know the difference. You have to wear it. Like you have to get samples. You have got to wear it and it's got to vibe with you. And yes. But when you find a good one, oh, it's just like amazing. Mm -hmm. That's totally how this one was. So I hope all the people that have emailed me and have tried it are happy. (laughs) So what do you wear? Which one? I wear Mon by YSL. Okay. Mm -hmm. I've I've never tried that one. Yeah. They have another one. I can't. It was another kind of like name. Oh, what was it? Anyway, I like loved this one, hated the other one. Mm. Like it was like that. It was green light, red light. Completely. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. Do you know when I started blogging in 2008, my blog was kind of like a perfume blog. So random, but I, I was really obsessed with perfume. I was like, and all the, per- yeah, just reviewing them and spritzing them. And it's, I, I had it. no idea. Yeah, it, ages ago. Was it called the Daily Connoisseur? Yeah, the Daily Connoisseur. That's like it wasn't niche. I mean, I wrote about other things, but a heavy focus was perfume in the beginning. <laughs> Did I used to read your blog? I read an all perfume blog. Uh, we day. probably read the same blogs. I was like friends with all the perfume, well, not friends, but you know, okay. I would read the perfume <laughs> bloggers, and we would. Hmm. You know. It's funny how funny. Funny how blogging evolves like that. Like I Angela know. used to write so much about home decor. Mm-hmm. Did I? All oh yeah. It's your old house, the McHenry house. Yeah. 
like the full on spreads you would do. And I mean, you went, it was like this window of time where for a few years I was in a bunch of books. So Mm -hmm. the house was like always getting spruced up and looking Mm -hmm. great because, because it had to, and you had two children and it was exactly. We love our children. We love them. (laughs) But you do lose that. That's the thing. It's like funny with the perfume thing. Then I dropped because then I had kids and I stopped wearing perfume because I didn't want to wear perfume when I was pregnant Mm -hmm. and all that stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, but then you discover that again. And that's that Mm -hmm. joy of discovering it again. So good. Mm -hmm. I actually, frankly, really look forward to this next decade. Like I loved, I love babies. I love smelling them. I love nursing them. I loved actually being pregnant. Like I really cherished that period of life, but I'm also really excited for this next decade. Like me too. Being comfortable in your skin as a homemaker and being mm-hmm. confident and being like, no, I know what we're doing here. Or even yeah. as a homeschooling family, everyone's just throwing spaghetti noodles at the wall their first couple of years with homeschooling. I guess we'll try this. I guess we'll try this. But to be in it and be like, no, we, we actually intentionally made this decision and we followed through. Like, that's got to be kind of exciting. Angela, you're old. Tell us how, how is it? <laughs> I'm like, I was I just thinking like you Jennifer, kind of already like, gone I'm through that. Super comfortable in my yeah. I, in your, I've been yeah. like, uh, you know, we've joked about this before. Like my interests have been around for a long time. Like, yeah, yeah. I, you know the whole princess Diana at five years old thing like that exposure mm-hmm. to that kind of class and culture. Yeah. Has been going on for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually thinking about that. I was, um, I just bought a film camera and it was the first film camera. It's a Canon AE one. And it's a camera I bought myself with like one of my very first paychecks when I was 14 years old. And I learned how to shoot on this camera. And then I became a floral designer um, later on. And so I did that for quite a while. And I thought the other day I was photographing flowers and I was like, here we are. Like as much has changed as between then and now, like here you are (laughs) doing this thing that you've done for all this time. It's kind of neat the way that we Mm. evolve. And yet we're also the same in so many ways. Kind of fun. Mm. Well, that was it, ladies. That was great. That was it. So thanks for joining us, Jennifer. It's always such a treat. And if we ever come to California again, we will come see you. We're yes, coming in February. <laughs> yes. Seriously. <laughs> Can't take it. Plan that next February. We're here. <laughs> You're welcome anytime. Thank a you. huge, huge thank you to our patrons who have shown so much love to this podcast. They've kept it up and running and amazing. And it's because of them uh, that we've been able to do what we do. So if you haven't yet checked it out, visit patreon.com forward slash home maker chic podcast Mm -hmm. and you can get video forms of the podcast there if you would like to watch our conversations which is always such a different experience um it's been really fun to hear your guys's feedback on that so thank you for that and do show some love to our sponsors dryfarmwines.com forward slash homemaker chic and oldworld.parisianfarmgirl.com and jen why don't you shout out your places where people can find you the most active. Sure. You can find me on YouTube at The Daily Connoisseur or my author website is jenniferlscott.com. 
Fabulous. Yes. Go watch her YouTube videos. I always do. I always feel a little classier after I do. I'm like, <laughs> look how refined you are. See? <laughs> I love it. Well, Thank thanks you. for being with us today. And uh, we'll, we'll have you on again soon. Awesome. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Cheers. 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 